Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. February 6th. It's a Monday, people. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you've decided to join us this morning. We appreciate the fact that you're listening. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's so easy. Just give us a call. one 800 951 The lovely Wendy's in today. Just take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Point and click. It's that easy. Take a look at the products. Order the products. We deliver them to you. They get in your hands. And then check out the news to disturb the comfortable. Or we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. As always, this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name's Joe Jaquin, and he's the man who delivers economics with attitude. Joe, Monday morning, man. The aftermath of the Super Bowl. It's what you used to say, finally, the end of all the holidays. The holiday season is now over. Officially, they're all behind us. The Super Bowl is done. Not seasonally adjusted. It's just over. Well, not my Super Bowl. This is not my Super Bowl championship. I hear liberals out there saying that, too. They were rooting for Atlanta. So the the two aliens that I've been dating for years, Brady and Belichick, they're aliens. They got to be. Uh, Patriots win again. Uh, wow. Didn't see that coming. I mean, they were – the game was over. That was part of the problem, I think. Falcons thought the game was over. They really did. They thought the game was over. I thought the game was over. The only thing that I was actually proud of is I did not see one second of Lady Gaga. I I got to tell you, I watched the whole thing. I, I believe that. That's the difference between you and I. I watched the whole you thing. You were probably entertained and loved it. Not us. Fireworks. Lots of fireworks. Cool dancing. Just fireworks Inter- and dancing. It was entertaining. It's supposed to be football. <laughs> All very entertaining, I will tell you. So anyway, congratulations, I guess. Uh, wow. Uh, Phoenix, uh, the waste management open, I want to be correct here, uh, went into sudden death. The same guy that won it last year won it this year. And he also won it last year in a playoff. Did you not? Did you know that? I didn't know it was playoffs yeah. both times. Both times. I will tell you, there was another entertaining round. I Did you see the number of people that they had there this weekend? They had 665,000 people. Of which 65,000 came to watch golf. The other 600,000 just came to party. They came to party and party hard. They did. One day alone, they had over 200. Saturday, I, yeah. I think it was 206,000 people tromping all over and, that And, you know, golf you think course. about it. And maybe golf's got it wrong, because right? it's the only event that's like that. They they tolerate the event right that one weekend, and then the rest of the time, you know, everyone you got to golf clap and you got to be quiet and all of that stuff. And they don't get nearly the amount of people at all these other events. They should turn it into the Happy Gilmore. And more people would watch golf. You know what? It has a nickname. It's called the People's Championship in golf. The People's Championship. Well, it's it's kind of like a wrestling one. Absolutely. You know? They're the out there talking smack to each other. Absolutely. They absolutely are. Because you know what? This is the one tournament where a little decorum is lost by the golfers, and they actually go out and high-five people in the crowd. They well, have you a know good what? time. I, I don't know what day. It must have been Saturday. Ricky Fowler. 
Uh, he's one of the favorites. I don't know if the crowd likes him. Okay. And he was whooping it up on the 16th tee box, you know, telling the crowd to get loud while he was hitting it. And then he missed the green. So like the, the famous hole, I guess, of, of the of the open here. There's, the stadium hole, there's, yeah. It's, they've amassed this massive complex surrounding the hole. It's a little par three, and I mean little. It's like 100 yards. And they built this huge stadium that surrounds the, the, this one hole, and they start building it like in October. And he was getting the crowd worked up into a frenzy, and then he missed the green. And when you miss the green there, you get booed. And and I just thought that was kind of funny because if you're going to get the crowd excited, you better hit the green. You know what I'm saying? Total missed it. Right? I totally missed better it. Better hit the green. I mean, you're a pro now. Come yeah. on. Well, what's also interesting is how dangerous that 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 little hole is because it, did you see that Mark Wahlberg, the the movie star, he played on the, Wait, the, the from the Wahlbergers. Yeah, from the Wahlbergers. Right. Marky played, Mark. Yeah, played Wednesday in the Celebrity Pro Am. Shank it right into the crowd <laughs> in that stadium. I'd be nervous. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, be nervous, nervous I'd be man. Nervous. Speaking of nervous, gold at a new high for the year this morning. Silver right next to a new high for the year this morning. How can this possibly be after the stunningly awesome jobs numbers? We got jobs numbers all last week, and they were all... Better than expected. What was actually in the data? And then what has happened since it came out that has everybody now saying, uh-oh. Maybe things aren't so great after all. And you know what I say to all of you people? It's about time you started listening to this show because Friday we laid it down for you. We told listen, the only number that they they talk about is the most made up number of them all. Which was how many jobs did you create? They just make it up. It's not factual. Matter of fact, none of it is based on any type of fact. It's actually just based on quote unquote seasonal adjustment. And you start thinking about all the things that have evolved over the decade. I think about like when I was a kid, we were the first people on my street. We lived in this little, a little subdivision, maybe 40 homes total, that got cable TV. And I was like seven or eight. The first computer didn't come around until I was in junior high school. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to talk about that next. It's Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the office. Welcome back to life. I'd like to congratulate the Atlanta Falcons. They may have lost the game, but they won the popular vote. You're still winners. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, then. I'd like to uh, thank all of you that, you know, the other day, I had said I've been having these cramps at night, you know, last week I actually woke up in the middle of the night, like, screaming, screaming, pretty much crying, I'm not going to lie to you, because again, men are wussies, 
when we have pain of any kind. And we had people actually call in here, email in here, and 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 the funny thing was is they all had the same thing to to say, which was you got to drink magnesium. And one of these people actually called them. I guess I wasn't here, but my wife was here, and my wife, who a lot of you know is is she knows all of these little remedies, and she had said to me, hey. These cramps are really bothering me. I'm like, you don't remember me screaming in the middle of the night, <laughs> right? In tears about it. She goes, yeah, well, I thought that was just the one-time deal. I go, no, it actually hasn't stopped hurting since then. Needless to say, my wife has magnesium. Of course she does, along with everything else. We call her the voodoo doctor. And she made her voodoo drink for me. And it just looks like water, you know. And she just tells me to drink it. Just drink it all at once. Which I should have known was going to be a bad idea. Well, actually, it was the right thing to do. Because if I didn't drink it all at once, I probably wasn't going to drink any more of it. Because it tastes terrible. And I mean, I've tasted a lot of terrible things. But that's one of the... It was bad. But... No gag reflexes? You almost didn't lose it? You didn't upchuck? I didn't. I didn't do that, but I wanted to. But I will say this, it actually worked. No pain in the leg now. Yeah. Come on. Well, all these people were right with the magnesium. See, I used to think it was the calcium that's what you had to take. You know, people uh, have said you have to eat a banana if you have a, cra- a, a cramp in your leg. But obviously, I, I stand corrected. It's uh, magnesium. Magnesium. Yes, that is the... The uh, well, at least it worked. I, I'm I'm hoping that it's like gone forever. Where is that on the element chart? <laughs> <laughs> I remember magnesium. Is that right next to mercury. It, I, thought, I thought it was a, you're, you're you're rubbing down and a stone you, on like, your leg. Didn't you put it into something and it made it like a chemical reaction? I don't exactly. Right? The magnesium. I'll tell you what, man. You may have just taken some type of interesting, you know. Uh, whatever, drink of magnesium, but mix it with something else, and it's an explosive. <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> I just exploded. Combustion. But what has happened in just a, a really a blink of an eye now? Now you're starting to see all these people that were telling you, you know, Gold was going down, and the dollar was going to rally, and all of this stuff. They're all coming back out on the idiot box, all starting to change their tune as they really look into the to the reports that come out from our Federal Reserve, from our government, and I think it's really time that we get to the truth. Because really, when you think about it, uh, I'll, I'll use Bill Gross as an example today. For those of you that don't know, Bill Gross is one of these people that manages a fund that has billions and billions of dollars. At one time, he was at PIMCO. They called him the Bond King because he had more money under management in those bond funds. And, of course, let's face it, bond funds, for all the people of retirement age, that's where you're supposed to put your money with this guy. And he was sitting there and saying, don't be fooled today. If it wasn't for all the quantitative easing in Japan and Europe, 
America would be dead in the water as well. You know, he goes, they're just taking turns. You know, when we were doing quantitative easing, Europe wasn't. And they would come out on the TV and say, oh, what's wrong with you, ECB? You need to get with the program. Right now, of course, the ECB's doing it along with Japan, and we're not. Of course, Japan's been doing it the whole time, which is what we're all going to get to, by the way. Once you get to the critical mass of dead upon dead upon dead upon dead, eventually that's what you, you all come to. So what was it that was in this report? Because you think about it, you know, gold was back down right after the the ADP number on Wednesday. That's the private payroll number that is accurate about 9 out of 12 times. And 3 out of 12 times, they just get a number out of left field, and this was a number out of left field on Wednesday. The government's uh, jobless claims number came Thursday. Right? And they talk about this new number, but they want to use old data to support this new number being good. And by good, I mean there's only a quarter of a million people a week filing for unemployment claims. And then, of course, Friday we got the actual jobs number from the government. And for those of you that don't know, the government uses several different reports to come up with how many jobs did we create every single month. And when you think about jobs, that is probably one of the indicators that people like to use to say whether the economy is getting, you know, stronger or weaker, is it getting better, is it slowing down? And for an entire for the last two years. I have, in my own personal opinion, very eloquently have stated, do you know that the number of jobs created has been falling for several years in a row now? Even, and let let me preface, even the fake jobs numbers have been falling for several years in a row. Matter of fact, last year was the was the worst year for jobs in five years. Hardly what you would say would be an indication of robust growth. But miraculously, somehow they got the unemployment rate to fall. Even though job growth has been falling and falling fairly significantly. I'm talking about 40, 50,000 less fake jobs a month. And when you start looking at the data, you go back decades ago. Remember, I was telling the story when the first time we had cable TV. I could watch cartoons at 4 o'clock in the afternoon for the very first time. I didn't have to wait till Saturday. Right, I could watch Tom and Jerry every day after school if I wanted to. And then, of course, the computer came out. You know, our first computer was 
the P.C. Jr. And you really couldn't do a whole lot with it. Right? You know, but it was new. And and I remember we got it for Christmas. And, of course, now the you walk around with a phone today, it does a million things more than that computer ever could think of doing. Oh, absolutely. Right. You're right. right. Remember the first time we got dial-up and it made that... Oh, yeah. Right, as it was dialing into the thing and you waited for it to load up and all that stuff. Well, think about this, just just to add to that. Remember, you, you, when you got the digital watch, about the same time the computer, we're, we're talking... Uh, the, watch the watch that, that the, you know, the big ones that... had the little calculator Right, the little nerdy kids wore. I, I say nerdy kids, everybody wore one because it was... You wanted but, to, but when you didn't have to tell time anymore, it told you the time. You know what I mean? You looked down and you saw the numbers of what time it was. It's digital age. It started right there. So think back now to how did they decide? When did they decide? Using facts and using real numbers just doesn't work. Because today, I can tell you the day the jobs number comes out, before the end of the day is over, I can actually tell you how many jobs were really created. So why would we use a number that isn't real when we actually have the real number available to us? And I bring that up because, you know, four or five decades ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. If you hired somebody today, they filled out their paperwork, right? Still had the paperwork to fill out, filled it out. And by the time that person got paid, You may not have, the government still may not have, what, inputted all the data yet. Because you had to fill out the paperwork, and then you had to, what, had to mail it off, and you had to do all that stuff, and then somebody else would have to get it and enter it in somewhere, and it took a while. It could be three, four, five weeks before the government asked, oh, Schmuckatelli hired somebody today. Well, actually, they hired them several weeks ago. It's not how it works anymore. Now you go in, you go right in, like for us, we go right into QuickBooks, boom, 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 bam, you're hired. Boom, enter, boom. It's off at the state, it's off at the feds. They've got it instantly. Matter of fact, if you really want to know how many jobs were created, All you really have to do is go to the Social Security Administration, believe it or not. Because that's where they collect the data on payroll taxes. And the simple answer is, well, how many people are paying payroll taxes this month? How many people paid payroll taxes last month? The difference between those numbers is what? 
how many people, plus or minus, got jobs. But they don't do that. And they, they say the reason why they don't do it is because they want to smooth out the data. And, and you start thinking about that. What, what, what do you mean smooth out the data? Well, we want to present a stable economy, they'll say. And, and therefore, we know there are certain pitfalls here and there are certain pitfalls there. One of the things that they used to have, especially like over the summer, and Homer can te- testify to this because we both did it, both of us over the summer in our lifetime worked for farmers. Did we not? Yeah, absolutely. That was a huge seasonal job. And when you're in a small community, you can start at any age, really. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I still same here. Right? I grew up in a small town outside of Syracuse. First time I started working for Muller's Farm, I was 12. And in fact, I may even been 11, probably 11. But nonetheless, I made two bucks an hour. Yeah, don't take much. I hope beet, pick potatoes, all that other stuff. Of course, nowadays, that doesn't happen anymore, does it? A lot of it's getting automated. Automated, gone. We'll talk more about why they don't go to actual numbers when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. February is the month when we observe the birthdays of our most important presidents. The greatest president of the 18th century, George Washington. The greatest president of the 19th century, Abraham Lincoln. And the greatest president of the 20th century, Ronald Reagan. Today on Ronald Reagan's birthday, let's recall why he is so important. A few weeks ago, PBS re-aired its two-part documentary about Reagan. One of the most interesting parts described the famous meeting with Mikhail Gorbachev at Reykjavik, Iceland. Gorbachev came to that summit determined to get Reagan to abandon his plan to build an anti-missile defense to defend America against incoming Soviet missiles. Gorbachev made enormous concessions about his own missiles, but Reagan was steadfast in his conviction that our national strategy must be based on saving American lives from any enemy attack. Everyone was against Reagan's position, not only the Russians, but also the Democrats and the media and even the U.S. State Department. Senator Ted Kennedy dubbed Reagan's plan Star Wars, and with the help of the media, he ridiculed the whole idea of defending the American people against missiles. Let me tell you about one vivid scene in the PBS documentary that I think was so memorable. When Reagan concluded his last meeting with Gorbachev, Reagan came out of the building alone, got into his limousine alone, and slumped down in his seat alone. The media reported that the summit was a failure and that Reagan had thrown away our best chance for peace. But history has proved that Reagan was right. Right. 
Reykjavik was where Reagan won the Cold War. It was where Gorbachev realized the Soviet economy could not compete with America. Years later, Gorbachev was asked what was the turning point in the collapse of the Soviet Union, and he replied, it was Reykjavik. Thank God we had Ronald Reagan. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. On the blog at PSEagles.com, you are invited to take a stand against those who would mock traditional values, slander America, or try to redefine the family. PSEagles.com is your site to speak from the heart, ask questions, and get honest feedback. Won't you join the conversation at PSEagles.com? Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. So what happened? What could have possibly happened after this great headline jobs number on Friday? 227,000 jobs created according to the government. Now, the government uses a couple of sources. One is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's where you get the seasonal adjustments, by the way. The Bureau of Labor Statistics. Then they have a second one. It's called the Household Survey. The Household Survey is where they get the unemployment number. But both track jobs. The household survey, just in case you would like to know, said that we lost 30,000 jobs in January versus the seasonally adjusted growth of 227,000 jobs. Also in this report was wages. And see, and this is kind of, let me tell you how, how the Federal Reserve and their logic goes. Anytime you have an unemployment rate below 5%, and they've studied this. Wages rose. In other words, when unemployment got that low, you would see employers paying more to keep and or hire new talent. Well, things started changing for the government and the Federal Reserve. And that number was starting to falter. Okay? Think back to the 70s and the 80s. So the Federal Reserve and their wisdom said, hmm, we need to study this. Why is that? It's kind of like, you know, we talk about Economics 101. The law of supply and demand. Any any student that takes their first econ class, that is what they teach you. 
and you put all of these graphs, right, and all of these charts together, and, and you talk about, well, if you have too many of something, the prices go down. If you have too little of something, prices go sky high. And then that company strive for what? That balance. Where we've got just enough, but not too much, that allows us to collect a the best price without it being what? Too expensive. And so the Federal Reserve started studying this. What was happening? Their conclusion was there was an error in the data itself. And so they started creating these seasonal adjustments. And at first, these seasonal adjustments were quite small. And then the data started to look better. Right? If you don't like the answer, change the question. Pretty simple. And then after a while, that data didn't look as good again. So they'd get back together, you know what, we need to study this. And they'd talk about productivity, right, Alan Greenfield. That was his logic. That was his logic. The productivity miracle. And because of that, we have changes to the seasonal adjustment. And of course, don't forget the whole time, hey, we're smoothing out the data. Smoothing it out. Hey, you want it to look nice. Yeah, nice. Like concrete. You know, you lay it down and you smooth it out. Make it look real pretty. And they started doing this. You know what? Here's what they found out. Hey, wait a minute. We can do this with all kinds of data. We can just smooth it out. Right? So think about decades of smoothing it out now. Right? We've been smoothing out the job. Right? We got this birth death model that is so outdated and antiquated, we don't even really need it. But they use it anyway because... The real number doesn't match the story that they want to tell, right? The real number isn't smooth. People would be upset. Think about how mad Donald Trump would be the, the, right as he gets inaugurated. They come out and say, hey, the economy lost 30,000 jobs in January. Right now, somebody's, I'm getting ready to get rid of Janet Yellen. And then they started smoothing out all kinds of data. And the thing about it is, is the media went right along with them. Right? Every every first week of every month, that's all they talk about. Countdown to jobs data, blah, blah, blah. And they regurgitate the seasonally, it's like it's fat. What a great number. And they got... 
They got all these guys on the screen. Matter of fact, they got so many people that they break up the screen, right, and they show you the picture of everybody's face, and there's four, five, six guys, and they're all waiting to tell you how great the number is. And they use all this methodology to explain that, you know, the funny thing is what they're explaining isn't wrong. And here's what I mean by that. If the true unemployment rate was below 5%, then you're right. History says wages rise. It does. History also says when the unemployment rate's below 5%, GDP is rising. Also true. When the real unemployment rate is below 5%, inflation rises. Again, true. Why isn't it happening? We'll talk about that next. You know what's so funny is, and over he he's, he laughs because it's amazing how many times we'll be out somewhere getting something to eat, whatever, and someone will say to me, "You should be on the radio." Well, first of all, number one, everyone can hear our conversation within ten feet. If you're at another ten feet, right? That's yeah, that's, it, it, that's it, what I'm talking quietly. We're both very loud as it is, but Joe has a deep voice and it and i can't tell you how many times people have come up and said you should be on the radio and joel is just looking and goes i am i do slow jazz i do slow jazz slow jazz smooth jazz <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about smoothing it out and they've been smoothing out this data for so long now that they forgot even where it was that it even started with. And so now, all of a sudden, all of the things that all of the textbooks have ever taught us seem to be broken. Right? Janet Yellen keeps talking about places right where right around the corner, we're going to be raising rates and GDP growth and yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't happen. And the answer really is very simple. The data is what is wrong. Not the real data. That data is fine. Right? There's no job, there's no wage growth. Matter of fact, the only real growth in wages has been what minimum wage. Right? States rose to raise the minimum wage. That's it. Not making any more money. And that real data contradicts everything that Janet Yellen says. 
the real data doesn't have the unemployment rate at 4.8%. Do you know that before they started smoothing out the data? You know, we still have, I know it's shocking, that formula still exists today. Matter of fact, they still track it. They don't tell us what it is, but they track it. And they put it in the little report. And then they hope nobody If you ever go out to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they make that website so hard, you need a PhD to try to figure out how to find simple data. Everything they make easy, adjusted, adjusted, adjusted. And you unadjusted number, unadjusted, non-feasible. You did doesn't matter what terminology or verbiage you use. They won't show it to you. And then you've got to go through the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages and charts and graphs to find it all. And then every couple of years, they change they change it up. Oh, that used to be on page one ninety eight. Double's going to go out to page 198 and tell everybody the truth. I got the idea. Let's move it to page 203. Let's move it to page 67. Right? You got to learn it all over again. The real number is 9.4%. The real number actually got worse in January, not better, worse. And then the other disturbing trend in this data, the amount of people that are working part-time but don't actually want to work part-time. So Wendy doesn't count. Wendy works part-time because she wants to. That number has grown by like 300% in the last 20 years. And so you have all of these little, I guess, again, the smooth, they've smoothed it out, the smoothing outs, and then went back and smoothed it again. They smoothed it so many times. I don't know what to use, so I'm going to use like a drug reference. Right, so you know what? Out in the fields of Columbia, they they make the cocaine. Right, and that thing is pure. Right, that was the original data before they started smoothing it out. And by the time it gets here to America, and the guy that buys the cocaine gets it, that thing's been cut up. Who knows how many times? And it barely even resembles what it used to be. That's what we have here today. And when you start thinking about how do you fix a problem, how do you fix it? Well, you can do one of two things. You can cover it up. Right? Remember Big Daddy, the Adam Sandler movie? 
I remember that. Uh, movie. Yeah, of course I, I remember that. And movie. the little the little kid wet the bed. Yes. And Adam Sandler covered it up with newspaper. Newspaper. Right. You can do that. Right. That's what the Federal Reserve. That's what the government. That's what they do. They they cover it up with newspaper and hope you don't notice. Or you can actually shed light on what the issues really are. Janet Yellen could be talking about the 95 million people not in the workforce. Because that's a problem. And it's not about retirement. Because the largest, fastest growing section of the workforce, by the way, yeah, you guessed it, people over 65. Fastest growing part. And why? Because they still got to work. Because that little walking around with their number, their number wasn't big enough. So they got to keep working. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Welcome back. Final segment on a Monday. Patriot Radio News Hour. Gold is at a new high for the year, up 11 at $1,230 this morning. Uh, silver is higher as well. It's up 18 cents, $17. And 66 cents right off its all-time high for, well, high for the year. Uh, the Dow is down, uh, but it's just down just down a little bit. And, and, you know, you start thinking about all the data smoothing that's been going on. Whether it's jobs, GDP, the debt. Right? The debt smoothing number, that's a great one. Oh, the debt this year was uh, $592 billion. But the national debt went up by $1.4 trillion. Ah, we just smoothed it out. Stocks are at all-time highs and are fairly valued. According to the data, we've smoothed it out. Right? Why is it that none of these companies use gap accounting anymore. Remember, that was what they were supposed to do the last time after the NASDAQ crash. You guys got to go to generally accepted accounting principles. Right? They've all gone back away from it again. Why? Well, we're smoothing out the data. Because you guys wouldn't like it if we actually said things were worse. So we smooth it out. (laughs) I think you've coined a whole new term here with smoothing out the data. Smoothing out the data. But this is why you own gold. Because eventually, right, no matter how much you try to smooth it out, what is the expression? The truth shall set you free. Today, I've got a couple of different items. I have an item that I've never run. My uncle ran them years and years ago. I can't even tell you the last time we ran them. We've run uh, the Morgan Dollars. We have some AU quality. These are the ones that you see them on TV for like $79. They run them in the Wall Street Journal for 50 bucks. These are almost uncirculated. So they're almost new looking. Pre-1921 Morgan Dollars. And they're, and I'm just going to tell you, they're expensive. 
$795 a roll. There's 20 in a roll. Like I said, they're all pre-1921. That's $39.75 a coin. If you never had an AU quality Morgan dollar, you think about this, this was, what, 1878 to 1921? Right, so the the and these are pre twenty ones, so almost every one of these is going to be a hundred years old or older, and they're gonna. I mean, they're just sensational looking. Uh, at seven hundred and ninety five dollars a roll. On the gold side, you know, really still the best deal, right? And I'm always about what's the best deal. U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces today. You got gold at a new yearly high. And you can still pick up 20s at uh, $1,335 today. So that's $105 over spot at 800-951-0592. Smooth out your portfolio by having some gold in it. You'll be glad you did. 800-951-0592. We'll be back tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day. 